0: 1 Samuel chapter number 30 and verse number 1. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives. And were therein, they slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away, and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives, and their sons, and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept, until they had no more power. To weep. And David's two wives were taken captives. Ahinoam, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people were grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters but David encouraged himself in the Lord God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Amalek, son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. Let us pray. Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, we count it a glorious opportunity and privilege to be here in your presence today. Lord, I pray that you would Feed my mind the words that you would have me to say. I pray you would loose this tongue, let it go to where we may preach the word of God in spirit and in truth. Lord, I pray that the word of God would touch hearts and when the service is over we can do business with thee. And Lord, that everything will be alright and when we leave this place of worship we'll see and can be able to proclaim that it's been good To be in your house. And Lord will surely be careful to thank you. Give you glory, honor and praise. For all that you do for us. In Jesus name we humbly ask and pray. And all God's people said. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. David and his followers are in a terrible fix. David and his army had left for a short while to take care of some business. The Amalekites, the enemy came onto the scene. They took all the wives captive. They took the children, the sons, the daughters, they took them captive and left with them. And before they left, they burned the entire city of Ziklag to the ground. And when David returned with his men, he looked around and he seen that the town had been completely destroyed. And the people wept. And the Bible says they wept and cried so much until they couldn't weep anymore. And I just wonder what it may take in our lives for us to get in that situation where we could cry out to a loving God and cry until we could not weep anymore. David was come to a point in his life to where he was completely distraught. The people were questioning his leadership and the word had already gotten around that you know what, David... We might just need to stone him. Yeah. He led us here. Uh, he's the leader of the people. And he let all of this happen to us. Folks, I'm here to tell you, it wasn't David's fault. Oh, amen. It was the enemy's fault. Amen. And David, uh, it was impressed upon David's heart to begin to pray. And he prayed and asked the Lord, said, Lord, shall we pursue these uh, people that came and took our wives and our children. Uh, uh, They took our food. They took everything that we had uh, and burnt this place down. Should we pursue them? God said pursue. He also asked in the same prayer. uh, He said, God, can we overcome them? Can we take them? Can we be victorious if we pursue them? And the Lord said, you can be victorious. You can overcome them. And overtake them. So David gets his men prepared. And there were about 600 men. That left to search after the Amalekites. That had taken their families and their spoil. They came to the brook Bezor. And a couple of hundred of the men were so tired. They couldn't go any farther. And they fell out of the race. That left David with four hundred men, and as they're traveling to where they believe their loved ones and their food or their spoil, as the Bible speaks of it. They run into a man that's laying by the wayside who was an Egyptian. And uh, he was there, pretty much left to die. They began to give him food. I'm assuming they gave him water. And he began to revive. And he told David and his men that he was an Egyptian. And they had came up and they had uh, 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 seized the Ziklag. They burned the place down. There was another area as well that they uh, uh, burned down to the ground. And and in other words, took their stuff. And David talked to this Egyptian and he said, Can you not tell us where this troop is? In other words, David is trying to get that Egyptian to flip over to his side to give him information to where he can go and get his families back where can go get the food bag that had been stolen. And that Egyptian looked up at David and said, Sir, if you promise not to kill me, and if you promise not to turn me over to my master, I'll take you to where they are. And David agreed, and that Egyptian took them to right where the enemy was, the Amalekites, And from that point forward, the Bible says that he started at twilight and uh, warred with the enemy on over until the next evening. And when all was said and done, there in verse number 18, I believe it is, of Samuel chapter number 30, when it was all said and done, David and his army was victorious. They looked down upon that camp Those Amalekites were dancing, singing, and running around in circles around a fire celebrating what they had and what they had accomplished. But when David and his army got finished with them, the Bible says in verse number 18 that David recovered all. He got everything back that the enemy had taken from him. I look into the lives of people today and I see where the enemy Satan himself has come down and taken some precious things away from the people of God. I see where David I can see where people were in David's position uh, knowing that the enemy has come along uh, and stripped away some of the things that's most precious to you in your life. Uh, and you get mad and you get angry. But listen, don't get angry uh, at God. Uh, don't get angry at the leaders of the church. Uh, uh, get angry with the devil himself. Uh, because folks, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, uh, but we're fighting against the devil, uh, the principalities, uh, the powers of darkness in this land. Uh, and my friends, friend, it's going to get worse before it gets better. You better undergird yourself with the Spirit of God and allow Him to work through you to where you'll come out victorious at the end of your battle and your journey. I look into the eyes of people and I see that You and I, with God being greater that lives within us than he that's in this world, uh, we need to tell the devil no and we're taking back our stuff. We're taking back some stuff. We're going to recover some stuff uh, that's been taken away from us. Uh, some of you today uh, has let the devil take the fear away from you. The fear of God is what I'm speaking of. Uh, you see, everybody today thinks they're ten foot tall and bulletproof. Uh, they think that they can conquer the world. Uh, they think they've got the tiger by the tail. Uh, whatever happened to old fashioned fear? Uh, well, I can tell you what happened. Uh, the devil moved in. Uh, he filled our pockets full of money. Uh, he filled our pockets full of uh, uh, temporal things that's just going to last a short while. Uh, we all feel real comfortable uh, about how everything is uh, and how everything's going. Uh, but my friend, I'm telling you what, uh, when the devil removes the fear of God in your life, uh, you are getting in some dangerous territory. We need to come back to the Lord this morning uh, in fear uh, and in trembling uh, and understanding, know that but he's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's worthy of our worship and our praise. But He's worthy of our fear. I fear Him. Why do you fear Him, preacher? Because He is the Master. Because He is the One uh, that can take the very last breath uh, from your life uh, and remove it forevermore. Uh, He is the great Judge that one day uh, we'll all have to stand before uh, and proclaim uh, that He is the Messiah, uh, the Son of God, uh, the One that's coming to get us. Uh, Listen, whether you're saved uh, or whether you're lost this morning, the Bible says uh, that every knee's going to bow and every tongue's gonna confess uh, that He uh, is Lord. It's not the bank account that makes you strong. It's not the people you've got around you that makes you strong. It's not all the personal things you have in your life that makes you strong. It's the Lord Jesus Christ uh, living inside your heart uh, that will allow you to overcome the things of this world. And we should do it uh, in the fear of Almighty God. Uh, devil's come along and taken away our fear. You see, just because we've got good heat at the house and the roof don't leak... Uh, And we've got indoor plumbing. And because we've got all the luxuries of life, uh, we don't have to fear God anymore. Uh, I'm here to tell you, if there's one thing missing from the modern day church, uh, it's the fear of God. And we ought to fear Him because He is our Creator. He is our Maker. And my friend, we have too many people uh, that are worshiping the creature instead of the Creator. We need to take back... What the devil's stolen from us. Our fear. We need to take back what the devil's stolen from us. Our fire. What do you mean? Well, because it seems like as we've lost our fear, some people will lose their fire. They will lose their vigor. They will lose their... Uh, Emotionalism. Now, I'm not here to preach that uh, emotionalism's bad. I, I think it's good sometimes to get emotional. Amen. Uh, I believe that that flame deep down inside of some people has grown to a small flicker uh, and it needs to be breathed upon by the Holy Ghost of God uh, and it starts flaming up afresh and new uh, and when that begins to help happen uh, we get on fire for God uh, and we begin to tell others about Jesus. Uh, Listen, I've been in some places today uh, and you've been in some places today uh, when you were lost and undone and undone without Jesus. We ought to be excited know and to let other people know uh, uh, that Jesus saved our poor wretched soul uh, and that the Lord Jesus Christ's blood has been applied to our life. Uh, my friend, uh, we need that fear but we need the fire from heaven uh, deep down in our bones uh, uh, to where we can be victorious. Amen. Oh, I don't understand what the, just the least little old thing comes along the devil to put your fire out. I can't understand that. I can't understand that at one iota, how people can allow the devil to do that to them. He'll take your fear, he'll take your fire, but he'll even take your fight from you. There used to be a time and a day, uh, uh, listen, when we would pitch a teetotal fit, if somebody tried to open up a liquor store on the corner of town, uh, we'd pitch a fit uh, and we'd win. There used to be a time when we'd go down and we could pick it around the nudie bars It moves in. We could go around, you know what them are when the women's all in there taking all their clothes off. Listen, we could march around that place with some signs saying no to sin and no to nudity and no to this kind of stuff. I remember that back in the day and I remember the one that led the charge as well. And you know what happened? Them places shut down. They couldn't open up. Hey listen, you want to know what destroying this world today. It broke my heart just the other day at that funeral to look out over four or five hundred people and see probably at least 150, 200 people in that congregation that was stoned out of their mind. Listen, I'm here to tell you, that stuff is bad. That stuff will kill you. And that stuff is what the devil uses to get our children and to get our families. We need our fight back. We need to stand up for what's right. No matter what whoever says about it. Yes. Government says you can't do this, and government says you can't do that. I know there's laws and I know there's rules. But the last thing I read about is I believe this has got rule over it all. Amen. I believe it's got rule over it all. And I believe we ought to honor it. And I believe we ought to read it. And we ought to apply it to our heart. And ask the Lord to give us our fight back. I'm not talking about fighting amongst other churches. I'm not talking about fighting against other denominations. I'm talking about a fight against the devil. Because my friend, he's going to pick one with you. Whether you like it or not. But we've lost our fight. And some people have just said, well, it's just going to happen. We're just going to have to lay down and let it happen. No, you don't. Have to let it happen. Let people know how you feel about abortion and killing babies. Uh, let people know how you feel about alcohol and drugs. Uh, let people know uh, how you feel about filth on TV uh, and the internet. Uh, you let people know, my friend, uh, about that and begin to fight uh, uh, for what's right. Yeah. The devil's done snuck in, Tony, and stole people's fight from them. Yeah. He's done stole their fight, done stole their fire, done stole their fear. But I see a lot of people, the devil's done stole their family. Yeah. Too many broken homes in America today. Right. Too many broken homes. Yeah. And you know the divorce rate inside the church is just as much as it is out in the world. What does that tell you? Yeah. We're losing. We're losing ground. We're losing in the battle. The devil's making his way into church and is still uh, devouring families. And still separating families. I still think that this right here means something. Huh? That right there means something. You got yours on? Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) That means something to me. That means I'm forever wedded to loving that one woman right there. Now listen, she might go get divorce papers tomorrow. But I got news for her. She leaves me. I'm packing my suitcase. I'm going with her. Yeah. <laughs> so don't even try it. Hey, Amen. That means something. Hey, Amen. It means something, and it used to mean something to most people back in the day. But this day, it just takes a slick Willie or silly Sally to come along and whisper in one's ear. And it turns that family from top to bottom and wrecks it. My friend, we need to fight for what's right. And the right is to keep our families sanctified, glorified if we can, in the house of God. We need to keep them. We need to keep them. Hey, listen, they're still babies, having babies. Will somebody tell me? Will somebody tell these little girls what causes all that? Girls, when you start dating, you better watch them sleaze balls. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? You better watch them. Oh, I love you. That 16-year-old boy don't know what love is. He's got lust in his eyes. Oh, but I love you. You know, if you'll just come on over here with me. Listen, don't you listen to that jump. One of them little boys start putting their hands on you. You slap him right in the jaws and say, In the name of Jesus, my preacher told me I could do it. Amen. Amen. That's what needs to take place. (laughs) Huh? Some of you dads in here with little girls able to say amen right there. Yeah. 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 I'm here to tell you. If the devil can pull our families out of church, if they can divide our families and get those children hooked on drugs and alcohol, that is his duty. That is his desire to destroy the families that we've worked so hard to build. I'm here to tell you we need to go into the enemy camp and take our families back and say, devil, you're not going to have my family. You're not going to have my children. They saved. They belong to you. We've dedicated them to you. Uh, and we're going to pray that you keep us strong through this mess. Amen. I'm here to tell you what else will the enemy try to take from you? The enemy will take your faith. What do you mean, preacher? How many of faith ever grown weak by circumstances in your life? Yeah. He's taking your faith. I didn't say He took your salvation. I said He took your faith. He's taking you faith little by little. He begins to allow these circumstances to come around you. And they begin to beat you up. They begin to beat you left and right. They begin to put you in a hole. And you feel like you can't never dig out faith. You see, because when He takes you faith, He can take you joy. Yeah. There shouldn't be no reason why we all shouldn't have a big old smile on our face this morning. Lord, we'll come into the house of God and we'll wonder what in the world, who and who did they have it out with before they come to the God's house? You can't help but to wonder. They had the biggest frown on their face. They ain't got a bit of joy in their heart. And they come to church just out of routine. Listen, when he begins to steal your faith in him. When, he, when the devil begins to steal your faith in Christ and begins to pull it out uh, and begins to thin that faith out, uh, you begin to lose your joy. You not only lose your joy, you begin to lose your song. Uh, you would be walking down through the workplace uh, uh, singing, oh, how I love Jesus. Uh, and now you're singing, oh, Lord, how am I going to get out of this mess? Uh, there's, Listen, he'll take your song away from you. Yeah. Some of you have lost your song. When He comes in takes our faith, He thins out our faith, He takes our joy, He takes our song. And when we don't have something good to sing about, He ends up taking your peace from you. And all of a sudden your peace grows thin. And you feel like you're going to have an anxiety attack. And you feel like the whole world's closing in on you. And it's because the enemy has come in and taken away your faith. He's weakened that structure in you. And my friends, He comes in and when He takes all that, He begins to take your burden. He begins to take your tears. He begins to take your soul winning knowledge that He's given you. And my friend, And when He begins to attack that, all of a sudden you're in limbo. You're just out here looking around wondering what needs to be done next. And oh Lord, how am I going to make it through? Oh, we ought to gather on this altar this morning and tell the devil we're taking some things back. My friend, Listen, we ought to all have a burden for lost people on their way to hell without Jesus. We ought to have a uh, tears that roll out of our eyes uh, for them because the times are here. It's coming to a close. Jesus is coming back. They need to be saved. Yeah. How do we take it back? Okay, preacher, you told us how we, that the devils done took all this stuff. How do we get it back? It's simple. Prayer. The power of the Word. Putting Christ first in your life. If you'll do those three things right there, the enemy will get aggravated at you. And you'll be able to take some things back. And I'm speaking truth to you. How in the world, how in the world can a man lose his 24-year-old old daughter this week and still stand up and proclaim God is good? Yeah. Yeah. And I've got victory in Jesus. The devil ain't stole nothing from him. Right. He might be down a daughter, but the devil didn't take his joy. Hey. The devil didn't take his peace. I don't know if I could carry my daughter's coffin to the graveside. I don't know if I could stand up and say some things over my little girl's body. And I'm not doing that to try to lift nobody up because ground's level at the cross of Calvary. But when you've got faith, when you've got joy, when you've got peace... That surpasses all understanding. You can defeat the enemy. You can have victory in your life. But it comes to a point to where the devil begins to pick, pick here, pick there, pick here, pick everywhere, and he begins to take away a little bit of faith. He takes a little bit, bit, takes away a little bit of fight, takes away a little bit of fear. He begins takes parts of your family and brings them down. And that weighs heavy on you. And then all of a sudden you're a burdened down individual with not the things we should be burdened with, lost souls, but we're burdened down by the things of this world. Yeah. We can come to the Lord today and say, Lord, I need your help. And I proclaim in God's Word that greater is He that is in me than he that's in this world. And Lord, I need your strength to continue on. And I'm going to put you first, Lord. And then we're going to go into enemy camp together and we're going to take back what belongs to us. We're going to recover some things that we have lost to the enemy. That's exactly what David done. But if you'll notice, out of 600 troops that went with David, 200 of them fell out. Don't you be one of those that fell out or that fall out. Don't do that you got to stay strong. No matter how tired you get. No matter how much you hurt. No matter how much you ache. No matter how hard, brother John, the devil fights us. We have to continue to stand strong. And stand tall. Folks, I'm here to tell you, and I'm not trying to make this up. My wife will tell you, the last two days she's had to put my pants on me. She's had to tie my shoes. That 70-year-old back's hurting. Well, you ain't 70-year-old. I know, and I don't know how the doctors figured it, but they said that's how my back was. I couldn't roll over in the bed without hurting and without aching. But by the grace of God, I made it this morning. And by the grace of God, I hadn't took not one pain pill. Not one. Not one. Pain pill. I had some. Got access to some. But you know what? I thought delivering you the clear word of God this morning was a whole lot better than taking a pain pill and me getting up here in a fog. Well, preacher, you're going to be all right. Yeah, I'll be all right. Give me about three or four days. I'll be good. It happens. It happens. And when it happens, it's not pleasant. But I'm not going to turn in my Bible I'm not going to turn in my shield of faith to the devil and let him have it. I'm not going to turn everything in and say, you know what, I just can't take it no more. Uh Uh-uh. I'm going to be like David. And we're going to march on into the enemy camp and take back some things that belong to us. And that's what we have to do today. Because if you're not careful, he'll take things away from you. And my friend, you may not have the strength to come back and get it if you don't get it real quickly. You stand, if you would, this morning. As they come, get us a song of imitation.